I think we opened and closed the Mission, <laughs> yeah. Sky City, and, and Garden City at least one run. Welcome to Drop the Disc. Thank you so much for joining us for this continuation of our Augusta Rocks music miniseries. This week, we're hosting two extremely talented brothers that have been involved in music in the Augusta area for longer than I have been alive. I'm talking about the Acosta brothers. We have Matthew and Jarrett, and they share with us how their family's background influences them to this day playing music in Augusta. I mean, it is deep-rooted stuff. deep creole. At the end of the episode, we get to hear some original music from both of them, and they talk to us about their songwriting process. You know, every you find inspiration in everything, you know, like the sound of a train, and you're just like, oh, and then you come up with a line, and you could sit on that line for a year, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I have something else for it. And talk about experience. These guys have some great memories playing all around Augusta. We played the uh, a sold-out Imperial Theater, and we also played a locked-out Imperial Theater. Welcome and thank you again for joining us for another episode of the Augusta Rocks Music Miniseries, which we post after the first Friday of the month to highlight local music. If you enjoy this episode, let us know. Leave a rating or review wherever you listen, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Google Play, or any other platform, and uh, connect with us. Find us on social media at Drop the Disc Pod. And if you have an idea of an artist or even just a person that deserves to be on the show, send us a direct message or shoot us an email at dropthedispod at gmail.com. And today it's my pleasure to announce that this episode, like every episode, is presented by our good friend, Nancy Powell of Powell & Associates. Powell & Associates is, of course, a real estate agency run by our friend, Nancy Powell, who's the broker and agent at the agency. She does a great job and she's actually working with me right now. I'm learning how to do a 1031 exchange. I'm selling a property, I'm buying a property and she's making it all really, really easy. If you wanna do something like that, whether you're investing or doing it for your personal use, Nancy Powell is the right call. Give her a call or visit her online at powellpropertypros.com. It's just another day on the road to be great. Got a list full of goals and so much on my plate. Another episode of my life to the date. Yeah, and I'ma do it all with a smile on my face. In the land of the free, at the home of the brave. The only way you grow is if you learn from mistakes. And never stop the hustle, gotta keep up the pace. I ain't got time to waste. I got moves I'ma make. Yeah, it doesn't matter what the topic is. We gon' talk about it on Drop the Disc. We can dive in on city politics. Or I can brag about my accomplishments If you hating on the city, it is not a fin Problem is that you're probably lacking common sense Augusta got so much talent that'll make it big And you gon' see in here first, don't drop the disc Ay. Learn a lot about the 706 About to chop it up with David and Chris A lot of interviews you would hate to miss AUG in the mix, just drop the disc uh. Learn a lot about the 706 to chop it up with David and Chris A lot of interviews you would hate to miss AUG in the mix, just drop the disc And check out C-Lark wherever you listen to music That's C.Lark
Hey guys, I'm Chris. Hey guys, I'm David. We're Drop the Disc Podcast. We're here in the lounge studio. Which I forgot how hot the studio gets during the summer. It does. And it's it's March, or it's it's March now when you're listening to this, and we're complaining about the heat. So I actually came up here about three hours ago, and our blinds were completely open. No fan was it's on. Probably our fault. It's yeah. so hot that so, in that case. So I three hours ago I tried to make it climate controlled, and it still didn't work. Yeah, yeah, we need days for that. Yeah. But we are here today with two uh, really extremely talented local musicians who we're going to talk about, and uh, they are Matthew Acosta and Jared Acosta. And uh, tell us a little bit about, you know, what you do musically in the city. I guess we play like a mix of old time, kind of Creole, Cajun, rock. That tends to be the style we I go love that. for. And yeah. with this I'll being play. like Mardi Gras Eve right now when we're yeah. recording this, I'm yeah. pretty excited to hear right. about it's this from season. you guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's money season. season. Crawfish season is money season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. We play sometimes in town. Uh, I play a little bit more frequently as a duo we we play from time to time yeah um but we've been playing in town for 15 20 years and did y'all officially say the name of of the duo uh acosta it's good yeah. i think it's good for people yeah. to know that so y'all are the acosta yeah. brothers sure right we'll get way more into that that's right so uh we have it on good reference that uh jared you are the older sibling yep so we're, we're gonna start with you uh and we're gonna kind of take it back and we'll start from the beginning and ask are you from augusta no, we're from Louisiana. So both of you are from Louisiana. Yeah, we were born. Our whole family was born there. Like Bayou Blue. It's like oh, wow. south swamp land. Just keep going south? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you run out of road, you made it. Yeah. So uh, I'm curious about that. And obviously, like, we're trying to do one of you at a time. Mm-hmm. But a lot of this is going to carry over to each other. So if you want to, you know, kind of come in, feel yeah. free to. We share the exact same story minus these first details yeah, how much <laughs> how much older are you Jarrett? uh two years maybe oh <laughs> yeah so it's a really maybe. significant on, two years <laughs> <laughs> three years maybe three it is three actually it's probably three <laughs> <laughs> it's a number and it's three yeah it's important i should have told y'all we were gonna ask that question yeah well, you know no. I mean, so our, our stories are the same minus those three first years okay mm-hmm. so y'all came from louisiana mm-hmm. i'm curious like so so tell us about that mm-hmm. well our grandparents uh moved here to join like a religious community of sorts and uh my whole family like all their kids mm-hmm. moved up here mm-hmm. with them how Is old were the you Alia community Alia. Yep. okay yeah. very cool um sure. i was like eight maybe okay yeah so yeah. Those, th- those three so, years are formative yeah the rest of our time we grew up here in augusta yeah did, did Which, y'all have any music influences before you moved to augusta or did it sure. kind of yeah, well, okay. it's a rich sure so uh, the story goes as best as i can retell it which, <laughs> as long as i'm retelling it my grandfather's proud but uh you know of the of the first boat landing in south louisiana my my two lines were one of set two of seven families so the A-Bears and the Thibodeaux got off of that first boat. Mm-hmm. Other than my our generation and our parents' generation, they didn't leave. Which is, it is kind of super interesting. Uh, and they so, spoke Creole French, they spoke too. Creole. They didn't so even speak English. I was going to ask because that, yeah, that's yeah. a French background. Yeah, it's the Cajun. Right. It's, I mean, it is deep-rooted We're stuff. deep Creole. Like I said, so, <laughs> the, the, well, the, so it makes those three years super formative because – he is, we're both from Louisiana. Jarrett was 10 years old when he moved 
from the cultural warmth yeah, of our, you know, of, of our, our homeland, so to speak. Of our homeland. Me, I was like five. Yeah. Right. So I'm a little less culturally involved than he is. Yeah. No, but aware. So it's one of those things where you might say we're from Louisiana in that traditional. Right. Yeah. Because the story is still in Louisiana. Yeah, the rest of our, our families are still in Louisiana. Yeah, I'm from Baton Rouge originally. Oh, and cool. uh, my, my family has no roots there, but right. just the fact that we live there, my dad is like all big on celebrating, yep. you know, the holidays and, yeah. and the food, especially. There's the something, music, yeah, so music, the music absolutely, Gras, the jazz that festivals all, that yeah. happen down right. there. So that was cool. all big in our family. Right. So yeah, that that's probably the root of everything that we did, you know, historically right. as as musicians, even later in life. Right. Mm -hmm. Was that was we? Had but a, I mean, we our had grandma, our grandma was like this country western singer. Mm -hmm. Like she had a great voice, sounded like like Patsy Cline or something. Oh, wow. So y'all have music in the family. So, yeah. yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. Our dad plays guitar. Dad plays like guitar. Every Mom sibling. trumpet. Every sibling Sister plays instruments. Guitar. Little brother plays yeah. guitar. Yeah. So when y'all moved here, was that something that was, like, important to the family to keep going? I'd say yeah. Yeah. I think in a, in a big way. Definitely. Like, it's still super important to them that the, the cultural aspects of that, like, yeah. are, are important to my kids. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It's it's It matters a lot to them. Um, but the active doing of was always really like praised, you know. And I mean, our family moving to Augusta had a lot in shaping us as musicians too. For sure, definitely. The people we met and we grew up playing music with, and right. learned how to play music with, like that all happened identifier. here. I, yeah, I'm sure we had a unique identifier that maybe he was a little more grounded in, and I learned, you know, through the looking glass, right. made us, you know, maybe <laughs> well, a little bit more. Honestly, the the Ali community has brought out a lot of bands. Yes, right. they and have. Then, and then when we yeah. moved into Augusta, that's exactly it. When we moved into yeah. Augusta, we were we, they were members of this ecumenical community, mm -hmm. ecumenical Christian community. But one of the things about that community was much like our family, the active doing and performing and interaction with music right. was like paramount. Like yeah, their cool. music ministry. You know? Right. I mean, and for yeah. us, it was just nothing but opportunity to sort of like display like our unique the music program you know? at our school was teaching us how to lead worship right so right. and, and they was like what the what instrument do you want to learn on and it's like a uh, mandolin it's like okay so you yeah. bring a mandolin and then you just teach yourself Interesting. like no one taught you how to yeah. play anything right. it was like yeah so let's talk about that though um when was the first time you guys played together or or together? did it not start together did it start separately Pretty much started together. Yeah, I definitely. Guess. Started yeah. together. I mean, he's three years sure. older, but I think he probably started playing mandolin when. Well, I played guitar before mandolin, but <laughs> I mean, when, when probably when I was like thirteen, I started playing guitar. Okay. Yeah. So that put and me he's like ten. So he he was, was like same for you. That'd be me ten. A phenomenal be guitar yeah. player, <laughs> because he was younger than like all the guys that we grew up playing music with. But he was on a different level. He was, like, better than all of them. We were like, damn, that kid's got something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Said the 10 people in, in that. So we would, we'd have, like, the prayer meetings. And he would, he would have the electric guitar, and he'd be playing behind his head at <laughs> a prayer sure. meeting. And they're like, man, that guy's blessed with the Spirit. I did, yeah. yeah. Imagine that. They think that, like, success is some, like, gift of the Holy Spirit. Hell and you yeah. can, like, just kind of put that on display for them. So I used to, like, in the middle of the prayer meeting, put the guitar behind yeah. my neck. <laughs> like, Hallelujah. Yeah. Hallelujah. So y'all went to Alleluia <laughs> High School. Y'all went to Alleluia. Yeah. What, mm -hmm. what did y'all do after Alleluia? I uh, went to work 
for my grandpa who was like a furniture cabinet builder woodworker and i've just been doing that since like graduated high school wow yeah that's incredible so i do antique restoration and custom furniture i need to talk to you after this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i did everything just imaginable yeah that, that i could imagine to get my hands on kind of for a tell while. us about it we moved uh, we moved around a little bit actually when mm-hmm. i graduated yeah uh we went to new york i guess we and growing up one of the other things it, so you say we is that that's not no, you two? No, I'm saying our story is soul. Is, yeah, we both went is to New solidified York. after those t- those five years. Everything like is exactly the same. <laughs> same. Okay, pretty much. So same. y'all both moved to New York. Right. Yeah. What y'all yeah, do in New did. York? You were doing antiques. No, no, we were doing missionary work. Yeah. Okay. We okay. lived in a homeless shelter with the uh, the missionaries of charity. Wow. So How Mother long Teresa, did y'all do that? Uh, off and on for like a couple of years, probably yeah, for a while. Yeah. Yeah. In the South Bronx. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. We would just we put on? on the soup kitchen and we'd put oh, we'd Leah. play music. We would do the music for the Bible camp that they put on, and we would stay in the homeless shelter. And then we would spend any time we wanted, just like out in the city or doing whatever the hell we wanted. Okay. Yeah, yeah one of the offshoots of the whole thing, and really what I think brought my grandparents and subsequently my parents into it were was the outreach they yeah, have this like probably. missionary side of what right. they do um that i mean my grandparents lived in haiti they formed a mission you know what i mean yeah and that's always been a part my grandpa i think just retired from and they were creole cajun kind of, you know so you know? they could speak the native tongue of haiti haiti is uh, creole yeah. mm-hmm. gotcha. so they could communicate with them right mm-hmm. we'll be right back with more of the acosta brothers on drop the disc podcast but first here's a message from our friends at savannah river brewing company smash attack is back at savannah river brewing company Smash Attack Volume 4 is back. It's at a 6.5% ABV, hopped with Enigma India Pale Ale. It begins with the aroma of dank indica, slowly melding and transforming into assertive flavors of stone fruits into a delicate tropical glaze over clean malt. It might leave you a little puzzled, so let's solve it together. And that is because their can art this year for Volume 4 Smash is Scooby-Doo. How cool is that? Guys, Savannah River Brewing Company is doing big things at their brewery every day. I get the opportunity to go hang out with the brewers, try to once a week at least, and they're always working on really, really cool projects. Side plug, David and I will be doing our second batch of David vs. Chris in the brew house in May. Get ready for that. All right, guys, check them out. Savannah River Brewing Company. So did was that like a multiple mission? Is that something you guys decided to do once? No, we kind of grew up doing that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we grew up doing that. One of the things, maybe we'll work into the conversation later when we talk about our music, <laughs> yeah. that we, we accessed pretty early on was uh, there was an annual mission to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. There was an annual mission to like this old busted ass coal mining town jenkins kentucky full of like the you know the most heartfelt honest grit it was with know. the missionaries sure. of charity too and it was a, you know it we was just grew up. My, i think my dad had done probably has done that for 30 yeah he something years. drives the kids over there and stays there so it's kind of been part of his life too okay so we kind of always did it you know and the, the i think the new york's 
the New York version of it was a little like uh, post graduation, <laughs> <laughs> post graduation. Like, yeah, it was Rom Springer style, maybe a little bit more. <laughs> uh, and then I and then I kind of, man, at that point, I did a bunch of stuff. Really, <laughs> I like. I, I mean, I worked. I did embroidery stores. I screen printed, mostly applied creative. You know, mm, mostly. Right much like his woodworking, yeah. some, some sort of like production based graphic, you know, uh, basically since then moved around. I did go to Hawaii for a little while, which again, if we work it into the conversation in later, Athens. we lived in <laughs> we Athens. Lived in Athens yeah. Um, and, was, uh, and at some point when I graduated high school, before I graduated high school, uh, we started playing out together. So I mean, like we had played for the prayer meeting. So that's the next question, right? Yeah. Is right. how does music track in this journey? Right. So uh-huh. besides just being part of our lives, really weird. No, man, it was, <laughs> it was the special guest band. Yeah. It was the special guest band. I think I was like, that was the first name. I might we have been with. like 14. Was it just the two of you guys? Nah, dad. it was like, yeah, dad played dad. Uh, and drums. then, yeah, it was just the two of us and dad. That's an incredible relationship. Y'all have to think about that. I'm, I'm looking at it from my perspective, being in my family, and mm-hmm. y'all have a very good bond, and I'm sure that sure. Ha- happens when you're on the stage. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's almost like y'all have a one-up because y'all can speak telepathically right. to each other <laughs> right. about what's about to happen. Right. But see, the, really fir- cool. the, the band that we lived in Athens with was called J.J. Mosh and the Unpolished Brass. Okay. Right. And this, like, telepathy that you're talking about, it was similar with every member of that band because we all were from Hallelujah, and we grew up playing since we were 13 years old. Right. And we didn't even, like, talk. So songwriting, <laughs> everything, would, yeah. we would just, like, what the drummer would be like, boom, but do do and then he'd be like, Cool, bow, let's do bow, that for bow, six bow, hours. Bow. Yeah. You know, like we got and that. then, like, he would you know write I mean? these, like, brilliant yeah. lyrics over it. Right. And it was Triggered like, muscle memory at that point. <laughs> you know, that's really. incredible. Uh, and that's So, Jared and I played. We played, like, prayer meetings. We had played some, like, uh, uh, fundraiser thing on the hill. I think our... Uh, what, oh, I, yeah. what I call our first like gig, right? Because I, I mean, I say we played we played in Gus for fifteen years, so this would probably be two thousand and one or two. Okay, right. you beat me to that question. Two thousand one <laughs> okay. or two. What I say was our very very first gig. Right, we played at Fox's Lair. Very cool. Mm-hmm. A lot of people start out there with like nine people. That's wow, awesome. <laughs> that is an intimate space for nine people. <laughs> there was too intimate, like a, whole, a full horn section. It was, it was each wow. of you and a plus one, and that was the Man, room, it was, right? It was, it it was, was way crazy. too ultimate. I mean, it was way too much. Full it, drum kit, percussionist. Right. We had a uh, yard blowing away. Three nine trumpets, well, we a trombone, a we, we had a soloing um, bagpipe bag player in the wow. Sorry, in the stairwell at some point. Yeah, that guy followed so, us a little bit. And, and that was sort of our first, I, I still say that, was, I think that was our first gig. What was the name of that band? We didn't, I don't know if we named it for a At while. At that point, they probably didn't have a name. We just named it this band just showed up. because it's our last name yeah. just now, and I think we just officially did that. <laughs> but that band <laughs> morphed weird, into J.J. Maj. <laughs> yeah, J. J. so Maj. that was pretty much what became what we called J.J. It was J.J. Maj in the yeah. Unpolished okay. Brass. And what kind of music was coming out of, of that group? <laughs> Man, just <laughs> funk. Yeah. Some reggae, funk. I mean, you had right. Trump, you had the it, brass, I mean, you it had was super right. funky. Bagpipe. Hip-hop. <laughs> right. <you know. laughs> right. Whatever kind of horn showed up, flout, there was flautist. I mean, 
Yeah, we had a full-time penny whistle player. Wow. Penny oh, oh, yeah. The guys was, that showed up to everything. He was the best member of the band. He was the best member of the band. We <laughs> yeah. heard him at a wedding. He did background day, singing. He and he, beautiful. And he was, Can we, we shout him we out? Did What's his name? John Rose. John, John, if you hear this, That's man, funny. we love you. <laughs> but we played at this bar, Room 9. We got, somehow, they just, we played that one show, and then it was like, someone was like, it was Adrian. So we played. I don't know how the hell it happened, but we became their house band. They yeah. were just opening. We begged them. It was called Room <laughs> Room Nine. However, it happened. We begged them. And so <laughs> it was the small little building, and it would be so packed that the pity whistle player. And it was a small little stage. We would run the mic cord outside. The back door was right next to the stage, and the penny whistle player would stand in the back parking lot just with the door shut. Just no way. <laughs> and there was a camera because it used to be the News Channel 26, News hilarious. Channel 12, or whatever it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was right there. There was a camera for their back door that he would just play into <laughs> every Thursday night for, like, years, man. We yeah, did that for years. years. That's incredible. Yeah, that was kind of, I think that was our angle was we, we, made, we had a bunch <laughs> of people. We had a big band. Yeah. We did kind of pivot on that. Early Cajun Creole oh, Zydeco right. yeah. funky identifier, you know. Definitely. Um, and then we would we would just bring this <laughs> a rotating cast of a band. Of course, yeah. 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 I mean, I've heard of the JJ Maj right. band from yeah. Coco yeah. hundreds yeah. of times. It was I a mean. whole thing. I mean, it, it really be, kind of became a thing because what we did was everybody has a different booking strategy. Like when you got there and you start, and you're how how am I going to do it? How am I going to do it? Which I forgets is that we went to one place and begged them mm. that we would play there every week. I think it was because you are the one that begged them. I don't think I begged them. <laughs> uh, I think it was Adrian Burns who played the saxophone. Yeah, I think like, he kind of made it happen. Can't I, say no to a saxophone I made a player. He worked at the Augusta like, Chronicle, so he might have like traded uh, some work or something. <laughs> no, I made like a template flyer of what the show like <laughs> flyer would look like if we booked the gigs. Dude, and it was then, badass. And then we played it for like six years. We I had mean, to wear an outfit. It was yeah. black, all black. Wow. And, uh, it was awesome. Or what white was the shirt in this thing. Room black. nine. It's, bur- it's burnt down. It's burnt down. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's just, where was it? Um, Next to the old news building. I mean, like, it was a, next to the old uh, news yeah, building. It was, a, yeah. it was a nine. The, it was called room nine because the building, or th- yeah, their portion of the building, I guess it was a sublet, yeah. was this long corridor that ran all the way down a full city block. Yeah. yeah. And wow. the, the road, I mean, the it was all unlevel because <laughs> it was the old It was like pavement. a checkered, checkered. And it was checkered <laughs> with oh, it red trippy. walls. It wow. was trippy as hell. <laughs> it, dude. Was it was a weird trippy. place. I would love there to see There was like red velvet and black velvet yes. wow. everywhere. Yeah. And you go all the way down it. And then the room opened up in in a circular shape, like a like a nine. Like a nine. There was a hole in the middle, and then I mean like a, a like a block wall in the middle, like and a then wall. Yeah, just went around like and that. And this tiny, like when I say a tiny stage for this. twelve people, it doesn't matter what I mean. But like I mean <laughs> a tiny, you know, like eight foot by six foot, yeah, space. like a table, it, which wouldn't use. So we had a full, sometimes two drummers, yeah, but like a yeah. full drummer. And always percussion, like so it, all the hippies you could find, multiple just doing their thing. Yeah. 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 It sounds like making as much noise as they could. The atmosphere that that place was giving, it sounds like y'all fit right in. It we did, perfect. yeah, yeah, it was perfect. It was and perfect that had a lot to do with shaping us too. I think absolutely, the whole atmosphere guided our, our musical sure. journey for sure. Yeah, because uh, I mean, other than that, we we started performing otherwise. Yeah, I right. Mean, and we did all the stuff, and I mean, we played. It's mm-hmm. funny because like. I think we opened and closed the mission. <laughs> yeah. Soul City or Sky City. Sky City. 
and and Garden City at least one run. Like so, a lot of these places, it's neat. I live downtown now, but and I and I, and I tell Mary Bryce when we're walking, my girlfriend, uh, like I'll point to a place Shout like out. like I'm a thousand yeah. years old, and I'm like, oh, this place has been six. Some yeah. of, some of these places it's have not been like it used six to be. venues. <laughs> yeah, since we played them. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah. It's crazy. And yeah, you know, it's so it's crazy. It's neat. So so how did we get from JJ all the way to Acosta? Like what? Years what's that? What's years. that? I mean, I'm I'm yeah. assuming y'all been playing. Like you said you've been playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a, no, like 20 years. Uh, yeah. It's crazy, right? Yeah, something, for, like, that. something like that. So let, at least let's start That's with how this. From there to here. How long did the JJ Mosh band? How long was that band active? When maybe did it? When did y'all kind years, of maybe? Yeah, six eight. Yeah, like six 2007, years. kind of a time period. Yeah. Something like that. David, so David has a knack for knowing dates. I oh, closed yeah, my eyes and guessed. Right. That's, that's the only thing I suck at it. So, so <laughs> it would have still been the mission. I don't know if we can do the math by that. I don't know the math by yeah. that. I was not old enough to go to the mission at that yeah. time. I can't Neither. remember. <laughs> we'll talk about that maybe. We played at Sky City and stuff for so many. I don't know if it was Sky City or the mission. So when that band stopped playing together, what was the next step for you guys then? We just kept going. <laughs> just the two of you? No. Like a kind of a broken down version of mm-hmm. JJ Maj. We took we just took one trumpet player. We took the percussionist, the main percussionist became the drummer. Mm-hmm. And then our youngest brother joined the band and became like just the percussion player. Also. Right. What, what did that band have a name? That was Bayou Blue. That was Bayou Blue. Okay, yeah. cool. So take us through that lifetime. So that was I think going more towards I think Louisiana Roots music. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think we, we kind of found that direction and we followed it more. By the way, is any of this music, like, can people find any of this anywhere, like Got on it. YouTube? We have, or? we have the recordings and I make copies for Oh, people. we got to talk. We got to get Our you guys on Apple. Our story predates yeah. the internet. Yeah, I, but I have, like a, I have, like, a scrapbook of all our damn flyers. Not all of them. There were too many. He used to make flyers for every show. Like back yeah, in the yeah, day, dude. flyers was like the thing. Every, you know, yeah, every for sure. in front of the soul bar, every window would right. be covered in flyers. For sure, no one makes flyers anymore. Social yeah, media, yeah, it's just <laughs> like a like a quick little like yeah. shout out, like I'll play here. Yeah, but there would be like he he drew these intense. Like, yeah. You did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you've every, all, sure. you have always every been single creative, f- every sure. single show he drew a flyer. We haven't even talked about what you're doing now. Just being creative, man. <laughs> what are you, where are you being creative right now? So I work at RecTech, the grill company, the wood pellet grill company based out of Augusta, Georgia. What do you do there? A creative director. So, I mean, I basically work on the team of content creators. We have an in-house agency, <laughs> yeah. RecTech Studios, that yeah. basically produces all of the marketing content. Do y'all work, so y'all work with, like, John to do his cooking show, all that kind of stuff? <laughs> for sure. Man, I love, I, shout first out of all, I love John. that guy. Absolutely. <laughs> Great yeah, guy. Shout sure. out, John. He's from Alia. Yeah. Awesome. Really? Did not yeah. know that. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. My story with now John I'm, also begins yeah. at five. <laughs> we go way back. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, for sure. So, okay. so that group happens, and you guys, you know, you guys are slowly playing your way through all of these mm-hmm. venues that have ever existed downtown. It <laughs> sounds like, and, which yeah, is pretty Augusta, awesome. That is really cool. Really in Augusta, I yeah, mean, yeah up cool. Washington Road. No, it's still I cool mean, for me. I mean, it's still neat. We've to, seen to think multiple. About, yeah, for sure. yeah. Do y'all have any like kind of crazy venue stories <laughs> that you care to share with or, our audience? Or opportunities. That We've played had. the we played the uh, a sold out uh, Imperial Theater. That's super cool. Yeah. And we also played a locked out Imperial Theater. Uh, Define the difference. There. Yeah, I, mean, so, I yeah, need to. Sold out is every seat filled, enjoying a fundraiser show that we got to play at. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, nice and chill. Awesome. 
<laughs> Tremendous experience. All the Sounds lights, like all locked the out's going to be a different answer. This is, uh, this is, you know, <laughs> locked out was something like a, uh, a uh, film festival, which drew some miscreants who were starting to drink too much. Mm. So they got into it. was basically <laughs> we were we were playing this film festival's like uh, concert series. Okay. That's kind of cool. So <laughs> the first 15 or so people got in and then they locked the doors. Yeah. And then Holy they locked cow. the doors. What? Like, so there were people outside, some people, I mean, I'm yeah, gonna, they're trying to come in. We weren't that awesome. So not that many of them, but they were, <laughs> you know, but they locked the front door entirely. Shout I've out never to that heard dude, whoever he was. I know he didn't like me. <laughs> so our only strategy to combat that was to unlock the back door, mm. <laughs> which you, you guys know just leads to the stage. Right. <laughs> well, then the logistic was they closed down the bar. So we had just enough provided cooler beer from our contract to like, like provide. Come on, guys, come on up. I feel like we need <laughs> into the, the dressing room. Of this situation. We got but kicked out. No, the dude. Oh was yeah, pissed, man. We they were... turned the lights out. They killed the power on us. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was yes. bad. We've played almost every it all of these really venues bad. has had both sides of the point. Really Man, shout out to all those venues, but uh, getting kicked out while them. playing has got to be but a pretty unique experience. Yeah. 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 It was yeah. awesome. Shout out it was pretty. It footage. was pretty punk rock. There is some footage somewhere. Yeah. There was some footage somewhere. I don't know if it was punk. Rock, I mean, there but. were people like yelling and shit. Like it well. was. It got. Cr- it was crazy. <laughs> Stick around. We'll be back with more stories from the Acosta brothers, and of course, with some live music played right here in Augusta Podcast Studio. But first, let me talk about some of our friends, and it's super timely that I'm having this conversation right now because I checked the weather, and it's going to be 70 and 80 degrees this week. It's so nice and sunny. It's the perfect weather to start spending time outside, whether you're playing golf, going to the pool, or having other outings. And the perfect accompaniment for any kind of outside activity when you're having fun with friends is a Dirty Girl canned cocktail. Not only are they delicious, they're also local. And you can find their transfusion in a ton of different local grocery stores, as well as finding them downtown Augusta right by the Riverwalk. And keep an eye out because they have some new products coming out of their canned cocktail line, which they're all producing right here out of Second City Distilling. So look out. You might see a Dirty Girl Bloody Mary canned cocktail and some other creative things. But it's summertime. It's time for these nice uplifting drinks check out dirty girl for the best canned cocktails you can ask for so all right so we've got this kind of punk rock and then you you know vibe but you've been doing the cajun music and you've kind of done the the more produced i would call it cajun music with the big band um let, let, that's the less produced version the, the less produced <laughs> sure. version okay yeah, it, was, oh, yeah, it was raw it was, no, it, it was i at, think out of key i mean yeah i think in the entirety of our it's musical, more like in the vibe of actual jazz i is think in the entirety like. of our musical experience together what i would consider practice mm-hmm. is yeah. less than a handful and and i'm curious like were you guys writing this music uh all of it were you doing any covers was it like question. a combination yeah, yeah. We played covers every once in a while mm-hmm. in that band. Up to a point. Yeah. But it I was mean, but mostly originals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. we would sometimes we would go and play like 45 minutes to an hour of one song and like, yeah. like not <laughs> even ways, just like just jam there, yeah. and like let all yeah. the horn players solo and yeah. just long. We would like four just hour do sets percussions. Used to be a thing. I'm not trying to sound like a dinosaur, but four hour sets. We would play. In Augusta, dude, that was everywhere. Yeah, like you played four hour sets. We would play and if you a play full original four music, hours dude, you can without need at least stopping. An hour 
solo by what, somebody. What, yeah. is it, what is it now? What is the culture saying now for y'all? As I mean, two to three. It's two to three. Is pretty okay. Much standard. Now, I would say two but would I mean, be you like would, a yeah. standard closure. You would play like kind of an ass. You yeah. would play like an hour and take a break. You know now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We would play four hours without breaking. Yeah, for sure. Wow, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah, so you guys were in great shape at the time. Kind of, yeah. 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 At least the horns were. We were here. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you have this, you know, the band is getting smaller over time. Mm-hmm. Um, take us to where you became more so this duo that's in front of us right now. Well, it split mm-hmm. up. The duo is newer because, yeah. honestly, it became, it split all the way down to singularity. Okay. Really. I mean, I think on the way out, I played for a little while in a band that, was called Acosta. <laughs> and, uh, uh, Miranda Funkshuminski, Miranda Winter now, shout right. out. Yeah. Um, She's awesome. And, well, Jarrett and, you know, a lot of the same people uh, performed a different round, a different sort of a different variation of the thing for a little <laughs> while. Uh, yeah. While Jarrett played Delta Kane mm-hmm. was his, his band with, what, Henry? Devin, Ruth, Henry Wynn. Bethany. Bethany. Davis, Taylor Swan. And Michael Balducci. And Michael Balducci. It so, was a I mean, bluegrass band. They they lean in the bluegrass side, and I don't know what we were doing. Honestly, what we were doing was progressing towards more covers. And, yeah, yeah, like and dance, which inevitably, dance band, which music. inevitably got again down to singularity. Where for the most part, when I play, I play by myself. You know, because I'm playing primarily just covers. I'm just playing these same bars. Again, I've got my my sentimental reasons. But I'm playing (laughs) the same bars, you know, just none of our stuff anymore. And just for listeners out there, Michael Balducci, I'm assuming, is Ethan's older brother. Correct. Okay. His uncle. Oh, his uncle. Yeah, Yeah, it's cool how you guys are like this. uh, Yeah, you guys are like the second generation (laughs) of, you know, like we've seen kind of the younger bands and a lot of the names we hear with you guys are like, the first, you know, the yep, the people brothers. that came before yeah. them, yeah. which is yeah. pretty yeah. cool. For sure. Right. For sure. Older brothers, for the most part. Hopefully we inspired them. Zach, oh, Zach Hebert, one of the Village Six, that's our cousin. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, very cool. <laughs> um, so now let's talk about your experience playing together. Um, you know, the Acosta, it sounds like, the name is fairly new, so it sounds like this may have been recently formalized. I don't know well, if that's true. I mean, you went under Acosta for years. Yeah. Y'all played at uh, and back so when the, I play with them, the we don't have to change fest. anything. Like, all all stuff, man. And for the most part, I it, it just booked as Acosta. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just whoever shows up out of the two of you. <laughs> well, it's always him no, it's at just least. Me. Yeah, it's <laughs> mostly me. Yeah, I'm, he's I'm, logistics super simple. Okay, <laughs> I play I play with them like maybe like once every other month or yeah. something. Okay, and do you still write? Do you still write any music? Yeah, try to. Um, from yeah, time definitely. to time, yeah. I, 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 a machine really i'll be honest i man. write music non-stop like i that's Art's all I, machine, i'm a songwriter does dude I, I mean like i i have it cataloged i write i i write and yeah. rewrite and do this you gotta have something to think about while you're working with your hands i'm it's not just right. i'm it's not just trying a craft to like, I really tell people where you polish, live but i went you know? to ubora mm-hmm. over the summer and mm-hmm. you were sitting out on your porch play, strumming the guitar right. i was practicing for this i just know there we you go <laughs> and like so that music that you write now um is is that anywhere that people could find it or is it still most it's a live it's Not a live really, experience man. for people yeah. is that something yeah. you would ever do release music we've talked yeah. about it and we've tried it actually so jj Maj, we recorded we in had, athens yeah we, we went to a studio uh, we actually and then again all these places don't exist anymore but right. the blue horse you know yeah. blue horse was yeah. down i've there. heard of the blue we horse. recorded awesome. a full a full set at Blue Blue Horse to a listening room. 
uh, with yeah. some producer Probably from like 20 songs California, wow. LA. 20 songs. Wow, we had like shout out Coco Rubio as a as a as a clapper. Have like to, a, he have was to. Our, yes, he was Coco's but like an instrumental percussionary. Like, yeah, right. Clapper. <laughs> he would play drums with this sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> we did. We, we've recorded some things. A lot of things, really, just not out there. It's not yeah, out Pre-internet. There. I mean, really. Yeah. 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 It, I, I think the last time we had been in a recording setting, we would have had to upload it to Napster. <laughs> Love that. Makes yeah, sense. Probably. Love that. That's probably You know true. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. probably yeah. a track somewhere on our MySpace page, no doubt. Like, if you... If you if you have researchers yeah. and you can hunt it down, <laughs> yeah. there's at least like three songs out there in the world, yeah. for sure. But, but would would you ever go back and release it, or is that or find it? I mean, I think yeah. I mean, is that I something you? Oh, is I that the hardest them. part? I don't know. And it's kind of nice as a legend. It is yeah. a cool legend. It is. I mean, it's kind of nice. <laughs> it's if cool. anybody's listening right now, DM me Nap- Napster, and I'll enter you into yes. a giveaway for a uh, bourbon giveaway from Second City. Mm. Well, uh, uh, if anybody has any of their musics, DM that to us. <laughs> That's what we need. Yeah. Um, well, and that used to be a cool thing. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I might argue it's still a cool thing. It's still it a cool is, thing. But it, it used to be a cool thing that, like, Certain dudes would come and record your show. I mean, I know yeah, that's still set yeah, up they microphones right. and, and then they would yeah. pass it out in the jammiest yeah. of environments. That's still kind of a right. thing, but yeah. it used to be, yeah. you know, in the early to mid two thousands, that was like it was everywhere. Cred that was like yeah. street yeah. Right. credit. You know what I mean? And we, I mean, we've had Chris Deddy on, who is who is a, a newer performer, and she's awesome. She's fantastic, she's and amazing. all of her music is pretty much original, and she also doesn't, you know, put it right. out anywhere. So it's. It's definitely a personal preference on your right. level. Right. I'm curious. Uh, and I mean, we're about to record some, so that's yeah, exciting for right. us. Yeah, yeah exactly. Moment. So y'all been playing, let's just say, 20 years in Augusta. Yeah. And y'all obviously played in Athens, and y'all played other places and whatnot. Yeah. Do you think that Augusta has helped you keep, stay around in the music sector? I mean, tell, tell us about tell us about the Augusta community in that aspect. I mean, the fans, the people that come out, the people that oh, support. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, the fans are awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's changed tremendously, and they're all older now. Tell us about how it's changed. <laughs> I mean, you like know? fans, I don't even consider fans. I just consider them like friends, right? And, and family. family. Yeah. Like it, it's so close. It's like right. a tighter community. It's yeah. not. Right. Yeah, it's like a survivor community. Yeah, <laughs> so, like, I mean, hey, y'all been playing for twenty years. Yeah, for sure. You know, and y'all, right. and when the band you know decreases, y'all mm-hmm. keep going for sure. There's and gotta the, be a reason ne- for that. It's neat. It's humbling, and it's like yeah, we've stayed relevant the whole time somehow. You know, to and, and that there's still, <laughs> I don't know, and there's still people that you know, man, I remember which. Yeah, I know. Shit and, and I mean, it's true crazy. story. I got a text about a JJ Moss reunion. Maybe just no. good energy. Oh, you gotta let us know about that. Yeah, like a minute, please. you know, like someone asking. Uh, I mean. Just a person. As like as when will you do like it? Coco asked us yeah. almost every. I was gonna say, was it Coco? Almost every year. I think we did it enough. For Twenty we, years. At that point, we did that band enough. Yeah, it was with enough fervor. We played all the time. It was everywhere. It was good to all change. The time. Everywhere. If only I'd been 20 years older. Yeah. Right. I would have been your biggest fan. Right. I was like, I mean, I, the truth. It got to the point where, like, when people, you would play out with anyone, someone would be like, play JJ Boss. And it was yeah. like, I don't want to. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> like, you, you just know, got tired. Yeah. I'm sure that's the story you guys hear. Like, hometown success just wore me out. <laughs> yeah. What an <laughs> asshole. But, uh, like, no, it wasn't really, like that. But well, you started to be identified with 
I'm still, you know, I think we're both still identified with some of the things we put some of the way, not necessarily like the way we played, yeah. but some of the things and subject matter of what we did when I was like 16 years yeah. old. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm 36 yeah. years old now. So like for me, it, it's like, I don't, I don't feel that way. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're not that yeah. person. That was You're like a different chapter. Yeah. No, for yeah. sure. And then you ask like, would you ever publish it? To hear yourself, like to actually time travel and hear yourself for the first time as a yeah, you probably year old, wouldn't be the people to publish. Sucks, it. dude. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's the the least comforting, you know, like yeah. thing in the y'all, world. Y'all could blow up for on sure. TikTok. You never know. No, yeah. for sure. <laughs> well, I mean, and it was a it, it was a danceable thing. I mean, one I think one yeah. thing that I think that's important to that say throughout cool. that our career is that we have also kind of committed to that danceable <laughs> aspect pretty cool. of, the, yeah. of, the, of the, you know. The yeah. So before we close, let's stop talking about your past and okay. let's talk about the songs we're going to hear. Okay. Um, let's get a little preview of it. And then Chris will, Chris will ask the kind of foundational question. Then we'll, we'll listen to some music, but you know, you're going to play some music for us in just a minute. You know, t- give us a little preview of the, the stuff that you've been writing and how you've been writing it and what it is and all that kind of stuff. Hmm. Well, the song I'm going to play is called Trigger Finger, and it's just, I mean, it's a story. Okay. Uh, at, at some point, you just start writing songs about anything. You know, every <laughs> you find inspiration in everything, you know, like the sound of a train, and you're just like, oh, and then you come up with a line, and you could sit on that line for a year, and then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, I have something else for it. And this is kind of one of those songs that developed over years, and then which is the cool thing about that is because when you write a song for so long, your musical style and taste changes over the years. Yeah. And then by the time you the song is actually where you want it to be, it, you're like a totally different musician. So your style from the first song that you wrote is totally different. I think you just answered a lot of musicians' questions out there. Is how long <laughs> can you write a song for? Like years. years. I mean, yeah, it, years. I mean, <laughs> you can, you can like, hear take one. Take your time or hurry up. Who yeah. Cares, I mean, yeah. some songs come instantly. Right. Some right. songs, right. It's, it starts with a line, and you just write it on a piece of paper, and 10 years from then you see it, and you're like, oh, that's a cool line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm a little more OCD in my my lyrical production and I obsess about it for years. So I, I, in a different way, like it, it, it it'll take, so me you're like making edits oh, for five years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lena, for real, I guess maybe one of those other reasons these things don't exist in hard copy <laughs> is cause the song. So I'll sing tonight a, a song that I originally wrote about a guy named Terrell Baker, a young goodman Brown. He's I have a friend in, named Tyrell Baker. He, Shout out Tyrell. He's still, he's still, here, he's still here in town. Terrell. He's still here in town. Um, but it's Great a song I, I wrote a long time ago about him just being like the, the best folk singer in town. Huh. He was. He really was for sure. Yeah. Um, and that song, I think I changed the lyric on the way here. <laughs> <laughs> Are we gonna hear that tonight? <laughs> yeah, sure. Heck yeah. Well, Chris, let's let's uh, take us out of the serious right. part and get some music on. So y'all stories are about the same. <laughs> I'm assuming that the answers might be a little bit the same. <clears throat> but uh, we're Drop the Disc podcast. We're here taking out the diss in front of that disgusting word, disgusta. And the Drop the Disc question is presented by Tranner Gray Media. What is Tranner Gray? Tranner Gray is a creative solutions company. They help people with their branding. They help people with videos. And they've been working with us on our Augusta Rocks music concert series where we highlight local musicians and local venues. So if you have creative needs, go ahead and look them up. It's Tranner Gray Media at trannergray.com. 
Um, mm-hmm. Y'all moved from Louisiana to Augusta. Y'all have lived here most of your life. Um, if someone were to walk up to you, and I'm sure it's happened in the past, but if someone has walked up to you or would walk up to you and talk negatively about this city, um, CSRA, everything, what would your response be to them? And I'll let y'all take your time answering. So, um, Matt, why don't you start? For me, I just can only be honest and tell them that I've been to a lot of really, really awesome, cool places. I've seen incredible things. I still travel as much as I can. Right. I think life is about experiences. In my humble experience, none of those places I've been to have the same accumulation of those features as this town. Mm. There's enough history. There's enough ecology. There's enough business. There's just enough. There's just enough here to feel very, very comfortable. You know, it's a comforting place. And there's enough here to play for 20 years. You know what I mean? They're they're still small enough, but not too small. They're still old enough, but not too old. You know, there's there's still all that shit that I think really, really, really matters when you stay in a place. Mm -hmm. You know? So I think don't drop disgusted. I mean, you can... I've traveled to really, 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 really amazing places, right? And had a piss poor time. Yeah, I really have, man. I, the first time I went skiing, I got tonsillitis and I hit a tree and I was miserable. Right? Yeah. Apparently, the, whatever mountain we went to was beautiful and it was like <laughs> allegedly it was epic, right? Yeah, allegedly, <laughs> whatever, right? So there, there's a certain amount of perspective, no matter where you are, that I think people have to approach anywhere. That aside, this place has enough of all of it, you know. So I just think it's wrong to this. Mm. Your turn, Jarrett. I'd probably just laugh at him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would tell him, like, listen to the music. The The music community in Augusta is insane. It's very close-knitted yep. and very supportive. I mean, you see musicians at, at almost any show, at any random place, supporting other musicians, and it's really cool. I think you could find good music any night of the week if you wanted to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he means he would say you're wrong. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, in so many, after I like laughs, that. After yeah. so many laughs, I would laughs say that. Superiority, that's <laughs> yeah. the strategy. Hell well, yeah. we're about to take a quick break and get ready for some music. Yeah, we'll be right back, guys. I'm here to tell you about Augusta's first cannabis company, AugustaHempCompany.com. Dr. Millhouse is a pioneer in cannabis research and development and has helped thousands across the U.S. get the specific formulas they need. If you've got questions regarding the research of how cannabis can possibly help with coronavirus, get on over to AugustaHempCompany.com today. Dr. Milhouse and his staff are HIPAA certified and compliant and would love to help you find the perfect formula to suit your needs. From CBD to THC, they've got you covered in the AUG. And I'm here to tell you that I love their products. I've gotten the opportunity to try multiple of their products and it's all exactly what it says it will do my wife takes the cbd anti-anxiety and i'm telling you it helps her get ready for her teaching day i take other things and i do love all of it check them out augustahempcompany.com we're the acosta brothers this is trigger finger
Costa Brothers, and this is Young Goodman Brown. Broken 
Making a slave of me.